and undid the works of the devil. You're thinking, aren't you? Think about that. Where, where does that come from? Well, pastor, the devil's fighting. What's he got to fight with? I thought his works were destroyed. Hebrews 2 says he's been paralyzed. That doesn't mean he won't talk. But, but he's a paralyzed, weaponless, armorless-less enemy. That all he, he's talking because he's paralyzed. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I am the great Oz. Right? And remember the little dog went over and pulled the curtain back? Don't pay any attention to that man. I'm the great and powerful Oz. Was he? No. Think about that. Is the devil defeated? Is he? How, why did that happen? Because Jesus was manifest in the flesh. Jesus became a man. And he defeated the devil as a flesh, blood, and bone man. He did not just run him off. He defeated him. Through his death, through the blood of a man, the devil was defeated forever. Oh, glory. Ever, forever. First John 3 and 8. <laughs> he that committeth sin is of the devil. Now, don't stop right there. Well, Pastor, I've sinned. Am I of the devil? No. That word committeth, it's ongoing. He that persists in sin. He that keeps sinning. He that sins regularly. Someone that makes a habit out of it. Notice what it says. They're of the devil. Pastor, I don't like that. I'm sorry. That's what it says. And, and notice the word, of the devil. Preposition of. Their substance. Their, their, their genesis is of the devil. Why? Because the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So what's he saying? There are people that are caught in that, in, that, in that sick cycle. I just can't quit this. I just can't stop this. He's saying, here's the answer. Those are the works of the devil. And Jesus was manifest so those works would be destroyed. So you can say unequivocally and without hesitation, sin has no authority over me because Jesus Christ was manifest in the flesh and the devil's works were destroyed. Amen. Devil's works are destroyed over your children. They're destroyed over your family. They're destroyed over your grandchildren. They're destroyed over your marriage. Why? Jesus came in the flesh. And if Jesus came in the flesh, he did what he said he did. Oh, hallelujah. Focus more on what happened when he was manifest than on what the devil's trying to do. The devil's game is pressure. Pressure. Verbal pressure. He has no control over any of the events, events in your life. You understand that? The devil, the devil cannot create anything. He cannot make anything. He can't cause anything to happen without me. 
He has no creative ability. He's a created being. You and I have created being, uh, creative ability because the creator lives on the inside of us. The enemy has no creative ability. None. Absolutely none. He's got to get you to use your words, your actions, your attitudes, your unbelief to stop you. Why? Because Jesus was manifest in the flesh. And the works of the devil were destroyed. What, what was the work? What was the work? Fear of death. That was the work. That's what he produced in the Garden of Eden was the fear of death. Separation from God, estrangement from God. But the Bible says when Jesus came into the earth, what happened in the shepherd's field outside of Jerusalem? It said that, that, that all of a sudden there was with the angel a host in heaven and they sang what? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards man. And Paul said it this way. He said, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto him Self. God was reconciling the world back to Him. God never held it against man. God never held their sin against man. God had to wait all of those years to get the God-man in the earth so the works of the devil could be destroyed. And He did it. And if He did it, what He did it for happened. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I just get on that and start preaching. Think about that. Now, now don't, don't, you promise not to get upset with me. That will stop you from talking about what the devil's doing. I had, I had to learn that. Now, he's going to run his mouth, and that's, that's not wrong to talk about how he's running his mouth. But remember, he's, he's a puppet. He has, he has no substance to back up what he's saying if you won't give it substance. How do you give it substance? How do you give substance to God's Word? You meditate on it. You exercise your faith. Well, when you start thinking on what the devil said and you start talking what the devil said, what are you going to do? You're going to exercise your faith in what the devil said. And your faith that's supposed to move the mountain the devil produces will actually produce it in your life. Because your faith that God gave you that is God's faith will produce negative results just as easily as it will produce positive results because faith works the same way no matter what you're doing. So use your words to declare over your life Jesus came into the earth. Jesus was manifest in the flesh. Devil, your works are broken in my life. Uh Hallelujah. And understand something. Their words spoken in private are eroding their own foundation. And they don't even know it. You know this by the Spirit of God. Their lifestyle is not God-honoring, and their lifestyle is not God-pleasing. And the Bible says when a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be, his, to be, his, his, be at peace with him. What happens if your ways don't please the Lord? You got nobody to protect you. When it all falls apart, don't worry about gathering the spoil. Do it. Don't feel bad about things. I'm going to say this the only way I know to say it. Don't feel bad because people that won't serve God fall into hard things. It's not your fault. 
not your fault. You, you, just, you just, if they're not going to serve God and things go south, I, I want things to go good for you. Right? But Jesus manifests himself in the flesh. So the works of the devil over my family could be destroyed. And, and, and I'm not going to sit back and feel bad because they're being destroyed. I think that was for all of us, but specifically for you. Why do, I don't want anybody to be hurt. Listen, listen. If, if Junior keeps putting his hand in the car door and slamming it, you can want him to not get hurt all you want. He keeps slamming his hand in the door. He keeps doing what he's doing. You, you understand? That, this is all by the Spirit. And when he holds his hand up, you can go, my Lord, look at my hand. What can I do? What can I do? You were slamming your own hand in the door. What can I do? I'll help you as I can. But you got to quit slamming the door. You got to stop. You got to turn. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. It said the person that's often reproved, but he stiffens his neck and hardens his heart, it says destruction will come to that person and there'll be no remedy. You can't help them. Because every time, every, time, every time they get an opportunity, every time they get an opportunity to change, they stiffen their neck, they harden their face, they rebel against it. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people don't like to preach. God will not be rebelled against. And if you keep trying to stop God from giving His people what they desire, you will end up on the broken side of things. And not because God broke you, because your rebellion broke you. Your refusal to admit that God is right broke them. What's that got to do with Christmas? I don't know. But here's what I do know. That's what your mindset has to be. That's the works of the devil being broken in my life. And Jesus was manifest for that. And I'm not going to dishonor his incarnation and his being born in the earth as a man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dishonor his humility and his willingness to become poor for me, to, 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 to not partake of what God has for me. Just, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Amen. Whew. And, and you need, you need to see that. I say, you need to see that. Religion tries to tell you, well, God God will get you for that. God's not getting anybody. God got Jesus. All the punishment, all, all the pain was poured out on Jesus. I'm not supposed to participate in it at all. I'm not supposed to experience it. But listen, there are people that the price has been paid for their soul, and when they die, they're going to go to hell. And they're going to go to hell for eternity because they won't make Jesus their Lord. Or they walk away from the things of God and will not make it right with God. The the reason repentance is the way out is there are things that we find ourselves in at times, and we're messing up, and we're walking away from the things of God. Repent. Get back in fellowship with God. The brokenness will go over you. It'll go around you. It'll miss you. Because that's God's will. 
But when someone says, I'm not going to do it, I'm going to keep doing what I want, their circumstances will break them. It will destroy them. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Pastor, I don't want that. You're not in charge of it. You are not in charge of it. They're in charge of it. And if they don't change, there's nothing you can do. Listen, if you've raised children, everybody in here that's raised children or is raising children, you've had the occasion where you've told them, now look, don't do that again. Anybody besides me? And if you do it again, I'm going to discipline you. Now, now listen, whatever the discipline is, am I helping anybody with this? Whatever the discipline is, whether it's grounding, can't go to a party, can't watch TV, or dare I say a good old-fashioned spanking. Right? They don't want that. They don't want a spanking. Anybody in here raise your hand and say, I used to like spankings. If you did, you never got one. That's why we joke about it. That's why we call them whoopings where I come from. You're not a spanking, it's a whooping. Amen. You know, my father was a pastor in Ashland, Ohio when I was born. I was born in Wilmington, and, and they moved very shortly thereafter to Ashland, Ohio. And now this was back in the day, right? This was back in the 60s, 70s, early 70s. And uh, they, had a, they had a paddle that if a child was acting up, they'd furnish the parent with a paddle. Had holes drilled in it. You don't want any drag. Aerodynamic. And if, if I got to acting up on the front row or my sister, my mother would be preaching, she'd pull that paddle out. Well, we knew that she would stop and paddle us or have us paddled. I never volunteered. I want a paddling. Just wear me out. When, when did the paddling come? After the correction and the refusal to submit. And there were many days I went home rubbing my hindsight. Woo, seeing hindsight. Right? Thinking, why'd I do that? Nobody wants destruction. They, not really. Then why do they get it? Because they won't give in. The works of the devil have been destroyed. The Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Amen. Now think, think with me, though. If they're forming a weapon against you, they're not going to prosper. Well, I don't want anything bad to happen. Tell them to quit forming weapons against you. I've told people before, best thing you can do is be on my side. Well, pastor, that's arrogant. You think whatever you want to think. Best thing is to be on my side. The best thing is to be on your side. Because if they start forming weapons against you, they will not prosper. They will become a burden and a yoke. And the Bible says the anointing on your life will remove them. Amen. 
And you can't feel sorry for people that won't learn. You can't feel sorry for people that won't learn. They don't want to do the right thing. They, they, you, right? You got a whole bag full of golden eggs that you're offering them. And they're just looking at you like it's nothing. You, you try to make concessions. And they just want more, 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 more. They're becoming a burden. They're becoming a yoke. I used to tell people on my job, don't become a burden. You really told people that? Told them. Said, look, don't, don't walk over here and form a weapon. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. God's moving us. I'm still talking about the birth of Christ. God's moving us to a place. He said to us on Wednesday night and during prayer, he made a statement to me. He said, 2023 will be a year of moving. It'll be a year of moving. And he said, the enemy wants to hinder that movement. And he said, give him no place. Squeeze him out of it. If we're moving, you're moving. What's your job? Squeeze the enemy out of it. Don't let him in there. He gets no place. That means people that want to cooperate with him get no place in my life. You're not bringing your drama in my house. You're not bringing your garbage around me. You do whatever you want, but you're not. Jesus died, and Jesus came into the earth so that those works could be manifest. I'm not letting you bring it in my home. I'm not letting you bring it in my life. I'm not going to be subject to it in the name of Jesus. No. When it all breaks and falls down around you, I'm not getting caught in it. Pastor, that's, that's, that's straight. It is straight. But you got to make a decision. you got to make a decision. If Jesus came in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil, if he came, then they were destroyed. Don't allow yourself to be defeated by destroyed works. That, that, that's my mindset. Oh, hallelujah. Now let's, let's look at Matthew 1. That was all free. You can't let the compassion that we have for everybody stop you from doing the right thing. Our daughter, our our six-year-old, Lillian, now all my kids were this way to an extent, but especially her. I I mean, if you just raise your voice an octave in correction, it's immediate. Her heart is just smoke. I am so, Daddy, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Well, here's the thing. I can't let the fact that she's tender stop me from correcting her. There's not a dad in here that don't want to be the hero. If you don't want to be a hero and you're a dad, you're you're either lying or a fool. Every dad wants to be the hero. I do. Dave, don't you? I want my girls to look at me like they look at nobody else. I want to be the model. You come knocking around my girl's door, you got some shoes to fill, Jack. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody wants to be the hero. But there's times the hero's got to correct. Is that right? And I can't feel bad about it. Because the Bible says if I'll correct them, I'll save them. 
in the future, I'll save them. Correcting your children is actually an act of faith. You're disciplining those kids by faith that what I'm doing is going to stop them from hurt and harm in the future. Well, I don't believe in spanking. Well, whatever. whatever. I mean, you do what, then do whatever you got to do to discipline them. But I found that a little pain on the backside had, does wonders for the mind. My father called it laying down the stripes and me seeing the stars. Now, I don't ascribe to that theory. But you know there were things that I would get disciplined for, and then I'd start to do the same thing again. I'd think, oh, no, wait a minute. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a whooping for that. And I'd tell my friend, uh-uh, last time I did that, I got a spanking. Well, they won't know. I'm not risking it. I was born at night, but not last night. Of course, now you hear my mother talk. She says I was the sweetest child that we had. And I believe that. Now, my sister, mean, 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 mean. Then she was mean. Pushed me down the steps, busted my head three times, and laughed. Matthew 1. Verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Notice this. When, when his mother, Mary, was supposed to jo- espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Before they came together, before they came into unity as husband and wife. Notice, she was found with child. And you know, I won't, I won't read all the verses, but it says that, you know, Joseph wasn't willing to make her a public example. And being a just man, he was going to put her away privately. And the angel showed up to him and said, don't fear, right? It, it, uh, verse 20, while he thought on these things, the angel said, don't fear to take Mary, your wife. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Of, channel, preposition, of, right? The channel, the genesis, the starting point of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Verse 22, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, spoken of the Lord by the prophet. And notice verse 25. And he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Now, why is this so important? Because the Bible tells us twice here that there was no human interaction. There was no familial, there was no marital interaction between Joseph and Mary until after she gave birth to Jesus. Why is that important? It wasn't Joseph's son. It was God's son. Amen. Luke one thirty five tells us this. Well, that was worth coming to church for. The angel, Luke one thirty five. the angel answered and said, The Holy Ghost will come on you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. That holy thing which will be born of you will be called the Son of God. The Son of God. Hallelujah. So he's conceived by the Holy Ghost. Now, 1 Timothy 3. We're almost done. Now, 
You know, sometimes what, what we were talking about earlier, I've had people say, well, I just can't do that. Oh, you can if you will. You can if you will. You know, I learned something a long time ago. I can do anything if I have to. And you know what? If I have to do it, it's easy. Right? There are men and women in here. You're going to get up in the morning two hours early so you can pray and study, maybe exercise, whatever you do, and then you're going to go to work. And you're going to work hard all day long. Why? You have to. And you get up every day because you have to. Is that right? And then you're going to come home and you're going to do things at home. Why? You have to. There's going to be kids with math homework. I don't understand this. Well, you're the one that understands it, so you're going to help them. Why? Because you have to. You can do anything you have to. All I have to do is get that mindset that I have to do this. Amen. Just ha- I have to do it. I don't have a choice. And, and it's the same way with standing up against those things. And the enemy, the enemy will tell you, this is, this is never going to work out. This is not going to. Wait, 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 wait. Your works have been destroyed because Jesus was manifest in the flesh. And because in order to enforce that victory, I have to stand in faith about that. So I will. And it's easy. Amen. 1 Timothy 3, 16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. What is the mystery of godliness? Number one, God was manifest in the flesh. That's a mystery. You know, I can explain it. I can tell you how the Bible says it. I can tell you that the Holy Spirit is the life-giving arm of the Godhead. I can tell you that he overshadowed her, he came upon her, and that the very life of God went into her womb and fertilized that egg and inseminated that egg, and Jesus was the Son of God, and it's still a mystery. Great is the mystery of godliness. But what's the first thing? God was what? Manifest in the flesh. Go back. For this purpose, Jesus was manifest in the flesh that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? Then, notice, justified in the spirit. Mm. Justified in the spirit. Went, Went to hell for you and I. Paid the price. Became sin. But yet he was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. Seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up to glory. Oh, that's a beautiful statement. So notice he was manifest in the flesh. Jesus was conceived in the womb of Mary without a natural biological father. He was born of a woman. He was manifested in the flesh. If Jesus had not been conceived by the Holy Spirit, he would not have qualified to be our Savior. In order to represent God in the work of redemption, he had to be fully God. In order to represent man, 
He had to be fully man. That's what the virgin birth made possible. He was fully man and fully God. Because he had to represent both parties. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He had to represent both parties. That's why his sacrifice paid for everybody's sin. Because he represented everybody. Now we should personalize it. But when we talk about the sacrifice that Jesus made, that was for everybody. Now think about it. John 3.16, God so loved that he gave, he gave Jesus. He gave him. Is that right? He gave him. He gave him to us. And if I believe on him, I won't perish, but I'll have everlasting life. But who did, he, who did he love? The world. Is that right? Hallelujah. If Jesus had not been born of a virgin, nothing he did could have produced our salvation. That, that, that is where a lot of people have a problem. God could not just show up in the earth and produce our salvation. Because he had limited himself to the channels that he could occupy. He had made himself an outsider on the earth. And he had given his word to Adam that you'll have authority and you'll have dominion. And when Adam gave that away to the enemy, God, having given his word to Adam, could not just come to the devil and take it away. That's why he said something in Genesis 3. He said it'll be the seed of a woman. It'll be the, it'll be the seed of the woman. Amen. So he couldn't just come into the earth as God and just clothe himself in flesh and do something. He had to first become man with a God nature, but with a human nature. A regular Sinful man could not effectively die on behalf of others. So if we desire to truly celebrate the Christ at Christmas, we have to embrace the fact that God intervened on our behalf supernaturally. He intervened for us supernaturally in order to rescue us from the grip of sin and death. This included Jesus being born of a virgin. It included Jesus being raised from the dead after he went to the cross for our sins. That's what's clearly taught in Scripture. This, I believe. That settles the issue. And I'll close with this. Because you have, you know, Christians get all, they, they, they get all riled up if someone says happy holidays. And people, happy holidays, trying to take Christ out of Christmas. Well, don't let that be your talking point. Right? People don't understand Christ out of Christmas. And we'll say it's the anointing, trying to take the anointing out of Christmas. They don't understand the anointing. They don't understand living right. They're sinners. Right? Hallelujah. They, 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 don't, they don't understand. God put us in the world to be a light. And our focus at Christmas should be that he was manifest in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil. And the joy that that produced 
was to the whole world. To the whole world. Don't get caught up in what people get caught up in. Trying to make sure you got as many lights as your neighbor. Make sure my yard looks as good as their yard. Listen, it don't matter if you got an old rusty tin can out in the front yard. Keep the thing in focus. Is my neighbor saved? Well, you know, it's not easy to talk to him. It's easy if you care. If you care, it's easy. If you don't care, it's not easy. It's really been on my heart lately that there are people in my neighborhood that I don't know if they're going to go to heaven or hell. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a house in that neighborhood that's the light. So I'm going to send them a card this year. I trust and hope that you know Jesus. If you don't, I pray that you'd receive him. What are they going to think? What do I care? If they're not born again, they get born again. They'll be grateful when they stand before the Lord. And if they don't get born again, I'll be grateful when I stand before the Lord because I ask them. Do you see this? Jesus was manifest in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil. Would that be the works of the devil in our nation? It got quiet. I got one amen. Would it be? Then why do you hear so many preachers from the pulpit talking about how the devil's working in our nation? And you don't hear anybody talking about how the works of the devil have been destroyed. Do you see, all, do you see already all of the deceit that's coming out? Anybody but me seeing that? I'm waiting for all the Christians that ran and got in a hole to start coming out now. Because what God said was going to happen is happening. The Lord's had me praying for three years that the sword of the tongue of deceit would be dulled and the sword of the tongue of truth would be sharpened to a razor's edge. The Lord's had my wife praying for three years that every lie will be exposed, that every deceit will be exposed. Folks, whatever you believe about an election... Whatever you believe, was it stolen, was it not stolen, was COVID real or was it not real? There are people in here that dealt with COVID and they can tell you it was real. Here's the issue. Here's my point. Don't get sidetracked. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Don't buy this this bunch of bunk. There's a famine coming. There's a shortage coming. There's this coming. Not yet. Not yet. Why, we're here. We're here. I, I can say this and stake my reputation on it. Next month, we'll begin 25 years of ministry in this, in this one location. I've pastored one church for 25 years. Now, now, now here's, here's my point. I stake my reputation of 25 years. Some of y'all have been with me all 25 years. I was thinking the other day, there were a bunch of people in here. Y'all used to just be kids. Ronnie was just a kid. Marie, you were really just a kid. Because you didn't get saved much past teenage years, did you? 19, just a kid. Now, Kathleen was a kid. <laughs> I remember one time Tony Mendez, we were all standing back there. We were taking a video to send to somebody, Pastor Michelle or something, for a uh, happy birthday. And Tony could get away with this. 
And Kathleen came up and said, oh, happy birthday. And Tony said, here's our older sister. And so, <laughs> I got to be done. But here, here's, 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 here's my point. It's not going to happen. You're going to see you're going to see fluctuations. You're going to see things go up. You're going to see some things go down. It'll always come back to center. Do you hear me? Well, isn't Jesus coming any day now? Any moment, any second, the rapture of the church could happen. But here's what you you've got to be aware of. You don't see one thing in the Bible that says there has to be destruction before the rapture of the church. You don't see the destruction till after the rapture of the church. Keep your mind right. Just like in the natural market, the natural stock market, if you panic and pull all your money out, then your money's not going to be earning you anything. All that money that you think you've lost, you're going to get it all back because the market will come back. The market in America has never failed and imploded except one time, 1928. One time. Pretty good track record. Pretty good track record. What I'm trying to tell you is don't panic. Don't live like the world. The works of the devil have been destroyed. Why? Jesus came in the flesh. Ah, Let's stand up today, shall we? I believe God. Thank you, Jesus.